Welcome to the Making of a Thought Leader podcast. This podcast is designed to encourage entrepreneurs to build their thought leadership in a simplified and a systematic way. I'm your host Surbhi Devia, brand strategist, entrepreneur, founder of Digital Genie and also founder of chatmybio.com. I'm passionate to help fellow entrepreneurs, executives and individuals to think and thrive on their thought leadership. So grab your headset, turn up the volume and join me here to get the boost of encouragement you need to build your thought leadership every episode. Hello, hello and welcome to another episode on the making of a thought leader podcast. In episode 31, my conversation with Ron Kaufman on what does it take to be a thought leader. We spoke about several fundamentals like what is it to genuinely think? Why clarity is so important and essential? And how does one stay focused in developing his or her niche? If you haven't had the chance to listen to the previous episode, I highly recommend you do so and tune into that episode and not miss it. Building one's thought leadership is not a destination, it's a journey. And discussing about Ron's journey as a recognized thought leader in this field of customer service and uplifting service cultures, we also spoke about his current shift into the world of serve care and love i have been following ron's work for over a decade and i am now seeing a new chapter in his thought leadership in this bonus episode of the making of a thought leader podcast ron shares why is he shifting his focus and how is he bringing his community along with him Now that is a very interesting conversation so let's dive right in and hear from Ron Kaufman. So Ron tell me more about what is currently taking all your focus and why there is this entire new language around care. Mm mm so for a few decades mm-hmm. my expertise in the domain of service improvement and service culture development service leadership has been extraordinarily satisfying and as a professional it's been an abundant era mm-hmm. but the purpose of most client engagements has been i want better service to have more loyal customers so that they buy more so that i differentiate from my competition so that i get more market share so i can charge a price premium so i can be more profitable so that we make more money as i've gotten older this idea of commercial success for the sake of commercial success is satisfying but not completely fulfilling so then as i've been in pursuit and said what would be more fulfilling and we've seen it during the covid era and we've seen it during this recognition that ecologically the world will not sustain just persistent exploitation in pursuit of profit and as you said in the evolution of being human hmm. right ah then i want to know why do we serve not just for the money 
right? Service is a form of taking care. Okay, then what do we mean by care? And I realized, Serbi, that in the same way, when I started really focusing on this world of service 30 years ago, it really was not very well developed. So there was a huge space for me to invent. Mm. And I did. And you know the architecture that I created and the book that I wrote and the principles that we've developed. And they're very successful. It's called The Proven Path to Delighting Customers, Colleagues, and Everyone Else You Meet. And I found when I started inquiring deeply into this phenomenon of care that I encountered two fields. One was philosophers. And and authentically so. Like, what is it that gives life meaning? How should one live a good life? What is it to be ethical? What is it to be moral? What is justice? What is evil? And you started to really, you know, oh my goodness, there's this world of care. The problem with the philosophers is that they're discussing it at the level of a PhD thesis dissertation. Mm. They're not doing it in a way that's intended to be easily accessible to the layman, if you will. Right. Then I discovered that there was another field that it also kept called healthcare. Well, it makes sense. Most people don't know the word care itself comes from an old German word, karu, which means to grieve. And an old Norwegian word, kor, which means sick bed. What? Because way, way back then, centuries ago, if you were old or ill or wounded, you were going to die. And so to care genuinely meant to grieve and to worry. No, wait, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. That's not at all what we mean when we say, what do you care about? Or why should I care? Or take good care. So I recognized in the same way that service 30 years ago was treated in a rather shallow manner for the sake of diverse exploration, so was care. And I've been working on that now for years, even to developing a new curriculum called Careology. Right where you can serve better and care more. And then the serve, care, love is, well, serve better, care more, love life. Wonderful. Wow. So that that is kind of, you know, extending the service. Actually the going idea. almost beneath, beneath the service to the why. Yes, yes. I, I would agree on that. Yeah, the why. So uh, how, just as we said, it's going beneath. But then how in your communication and with your community specifically, because, you know, in the episode we talked about uh, growing with your community. You are never self, like you're not growing alone. You're always developing with the community. Then how are you actually channelizing this entire communication piece and bringing your tribe along with you? Yeah, it's a great question because the reality is if you follow my LinkedIn posts, et cetera, it's still 90% service. Hmm. And only occasionally when I do a podcast like this and we take a snippet where I talk about care, is it going up? And people are going, what's that? Uh-huh. Uh, and so I am in development mode right now, both by working with healthcare and learning a lot more about the biological component of care. But that's not the kind of careology I want to teach. In other words, your care about your human mortality and your biology and your physical health, yes, that's one aspect of life. But you also care about your family. And you care about your particular society. And you care about the communities of work and sports and faith in which a neighborhood in which you live. 
Mm-hmm. And you care about this moment in history, like many young people today are going, wait a minute, what, what am I going to do for the planet? A mm, yeah. hundred years ago, nobody was saying, what am I going to do for the planet? Mm. Okay. And, and on and on. And so there's this whole world of care in which I am developing and will be teaching, but that's coming in the years ahead. Right. So it'll be a gradual until I'm ready. And then you'll see it much more clearly. Got it. Follow your LinkedIn. And I understand what you mean by occasionally that there is this post about care. And that is what actually intrigued me to ask this, that so you've developed your thought leadership. Everybody knows you as a service guru. And always will. Yeah. And always will. Yeah. So so when there is this extension that happens like careology, it's a new terminology. So what you are essentially saying that you are educating everybody systematically to understand um, care as such a deep meaning to service. So it is really that evolution, if I will say, uh, to to your own self and your thought leadership. You're exactly right. And it's not just to understand, but to actually, for each person, think about. Mm. So that thought leadership from how can you apply this in your world to give somebody better service becomes what is it that you care about and why do you care about that? And then what can you do to take good care in that area? Well, the moment you take good care, you're going to do some action. That's the service part. Yes. And so you have this very close connection between everything I've developed in service and what it is that's developing in the world of care. But just right now, because we're quite busy working in healthcare and in many other projects, the clarity on how to bring that out in the world from the standpoint of what is your positioning or your personal brand or how are you going to articulate and share that thought leadership in the world. I am as much a work in progress as anybody listening to this podcast. Right. Right. Sounds really, really interesting. And in our conversations, you've described carology. Can you please say that for our audience? What is carology? See, when you say to me, what is uplifting service? Hmm. I'm going to start with what is service? Mm -hmm. And then how do you evaluate service? And then how do you improve service? And then how do you build a culture for continuously improving service? And then how do you lead that culture that continuously improves service? In care, and and I defined service as taking action to create value for someone else. Hmm. So I wrote the definition that care is concern and commitment to well-being. Okay, now it could be well-being of your child, it could be well-being of your country, it could be well-being of your sports team, it could be well-being of the planet, but it's concern, but that's not enough, it's concern and commitment to well-being. Mm-hmm. Now, in a situation like this, I'll even add the word to future well-being. Mm-hmm. And people go, why future? Because the present moment just became just became in the past just became in the past just became in the past so if you care about something you're concerned for its future mm-hmm. how are you going to take care you're going to serve it okay now in answer to the question why do we care about what we care about then we have to start with what is and here the question needs to be asked correctly because philosophers have been asking the wrong question for a long time they've been asking what is a human being wrong mm-hmm. question The question is, what is being human? Mm. Big difference. Big difference, yes. Being human is a social phenomenon. Being human is a mortal phenomenon. 
being human is an existential phenomenon. It's, it's a biological phenomenon. It's a family phenomenon. It's a community phenomenon. And so then what I'm doing in careology is helping people to think more clearly about that by breaking it out into different areas, giving lots of examples, clarifying the questions, giving them exercises to be able to do to clarify for themselves, what do I care about? Why do I care about that? And then how well am I taking care? And what else could I do to take better care? Right. So it's almost like taking the onus on oneself, every individual, like every time we say a little drop counts makes a notion, right? So it's like literally going back to your own self, understanding, aligning yourself, and then committing to that concern for the well-being of yes. that cause. So really, yes. it is all about just aligning yourself with a great clarity. Yes. And be clear, Serbi, that every single time you just said the word self, it's not you apart from your community. It's you as a historical creature who has come about at this moment in time in a community that is a historical phenomenon. And you're alive now with this precious miracle called life. And what you going to do with it? (laughs) (laughs) And if you say, I want to be a thought leader. Okay, then. Yeah. Okay, then lead us in our Thinking. Why should everybody commit to become a thought leader? Like why, well, every, should, why, this, why thought leadership is even important? Yeah, but not everybody should aspire to or desire to become a thought leader. There are many, many, many people who will say an incredibly satisfying life for me is to be an enthusiastic, committed member of this family, in this society, in this community. And I'm going to demonstrate my devotion to the well-being mm. of the human beings and of the natural environment where we, boom. Yeah. Now, yeah. You, could, you could be a practical community leader. Mm. You could be an ethical leader. You could be a, a leader of morality. You could be a leader in a particular community. You don't have to be a thought leader. But if you're going to be a thought leader, you better be ready to challenge your own thinking on a regular basis. Hmm. That is really important because what happens is today we are all on the digital path saying that you got to be authentic. You got to put your words out there. You got to show up or be a present on social media. And in all of that, it, it feels like if I don't have anything valuable to say, then I better be not there, right? Like what you're saying is just true to this, that you got to really know what you're saying. And that's how you can even bring your authentic self in the first place, because then you are challenging what is already being said. And and that challenging or contributing to. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if somebody wants to develop thought leadership, one of the best things you can do is go into, for example, LinkedIn and find others who are already recognized as credible and comment. Mm. But don't comment like great post, you know, actually think about what they're saying and share your thoughts and ask a question right. and participate until your own way of thinking starts to emerge. Yes. Wonderful. This has been just so phenomenal. It's like, I think we have had a, a story like history, philosophy, service, care, all biology, society, <laughs> technology, right. And that is wrong for life, you, baby. Life. <laughs> oh, there's one. There's one that we haven't mentioned yet, and yes. I, I'd like to bring it. Sure. In. And that's yeah. that's the idea of responsibility. Hmm. Okay. So you know that I often have taught, and many before me have said as well, this idea of taking 
personal responsibility. Huh? You see something, it could be done, it should be done, you can do it, you do it. Mm-hmm. You see something, it needs to be done, you're not the right person, you don't just sit quietly, you bring it to someone's attention, you might even make a suggestion or a recommendation or make an offer as to how you could help. Huh? Mm-hmm. Personal responsibility. The next level really is creating a sense of shared responsibility. Mm-hmm. Being the one that pulls the neighborhood together. Mm-hmm. Being the one that initiates some kind of a crowdfunding campaign. Being the person who says, let's make this a family tradition. Yeah, Creating a sense of shared responsibility. But because of digital marketing and because of how widely we can cast our net to find our tribe or develop our tribe, as you use the, the term, You could also literally generate historic responsibility. Hmm. There is a moment in time in which we live right now in which an individual with a clear calling, with a competence that gets developed, with a public identity amongst others that, that is really grounded in trust, can not only create a sense of shared responsibility, but can propose to bring about something that will show up in history as one of those inflection points that I mentioned very at the beginning of our call. Yes, yes. And, and why you say that take the responsibility, I think today, due to technology, there is just so many possibilities to, or the access for each and every individual to share and convey that shared responsibility. By that, I mean, it's not only all the all that you say on uh, social media is all about your professional existence, but probably personal existence as well. And there are so many campaigns that we can see that have brought about good changes in social media, in the, just the awareness about women's rights and equality. And like, there are so many examples that we can quote, but that's right. I think that's right. That, that's what you mean by taking that shared responsibility, being that individual who creates that shared responsibility. Mm -hmm. And then with your tribe, generate a sense of historic responsibility. Ron, this has been beautiful. I think that's the word I'm looking for, beautiful, because like all the conversations that we have had, this has touched so many different parts and encouraged me to do something different going beyond this. And I'm sure the listeners are going to feel equally inspired and motivated to do something different in service, in care, and having that shared responsibility. So, so care and love. Thank you so much, Ron, for being on the Thank show. Thank you it's so much, Surbi. But before I let you go, I want you to give us a message um, for who, who are all about to build their thought leadership and also where they can uh, find you, where, which is the best way to follow you, find you. So, so the message is this, a life well lived contributes to the well-being of others. Hmm. Hmm? You want to live more, give more. Yeah. Hmm? Because when you give in a way that uplifts others, the good comes right back to you. In fact, it comes out of you. It comes through you in order to be able to do that uplifting of the others in life. Every human being is carrying the burdens. Everybody is suffering. Everybody's going to die at some point. I mean, the tragic nature of human life is inescapable. 
And yet in the moments when we are alive, we have this privileged, miraculous opportunity to be the person who leaves other people feeling a bit better than before he had the conversation. Yes, absolutely. Now, I don't mean a bit better like leave them happy. Sometimes you need to be the one that delivers the bad news with a negative assessment, but you're doing it in a constructive manner to help them improve and grow. So don't, I'm not saying, you know, Mr. Happy Guy. I'm saying Mr. Mr. Healthy Guy. Okay. And where people can find me is at the website, ronkaufman.com. That's R-O-N-K-A-U-F-M-A-N.com. Type in my name at YouTube. You'll find a couple hundred videos. Type in my name at LinkedIn. Find me, connect, follow. I look forward to being with you. Absolutely. And it'll be my pleasure to put in all these links on the show notes. So it's easier for everybody to get to you, follow you, learn from you and get inspired from you. Thank you so much, Ron, for being on the show again. Thank you, Serbi. The first step to build your thought leadership is with a powerful professional personal bio. Personal bios can be used on LinkedIn as a summary, on your website, or it can be shared with others as your introduction on a public platform. If you do not have a fantastic personal bio which talks volumes about your professional experience and your expertise, help is around. Jot My Bio is a done-for-you professional bio writing service that showcases the best of your unique self. Visit jotmybio.com, that is J-O-T-M-Y-B-I-O.com today and get yourself a unique handcrafted personal bio. I truly appreciate you joining me on the podcast today and to stay updated on the latest episodes, make sure you have subscribed to the Making of a Thought Leader podcast on your favorite podcast player. See you next time.